0: I'm here with Kevin Sevens, who's running for president. Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Hi, I'm Keris, um, I'm running to be your next Student Union President. Uh, I'm a final year math student um, and uh, you've probably seen me around campus, I'm the one in the wheelchair that's constantly bombing it down the spine. So I think I'd be a really good president, um, that's because I've got three main focus points for what I want to get done if I'm elected. I want to make sure you can get where you want to go easily and cheaply. I want to reform student services to actually serve students and I want to make campus an affordable place to belong. I've got loads of experience working as student Union and working generally, so I've got all of the skills needed to be an excellent line manager for the other officer team and to get change actually done within the university. I'd be honoured if you'd vote me number one for President. Thank you.
0: So why are you running?
1: I'm so passionate about student, education and about the student experience. I think it's really important that students are given every opportunity to actually enjoy their time at Lancaster. I'm so... I love Lancaster. I really do. Um, I love, I've loved my time here. I've been here um, just over three years now. I'm um, coming to my fourth year and I, I just adore campus. I adore the community. I adore the um events you can get involved with, the groups, and I really want to make sure that other students have the opportunity to experience that because it's not always the most accessible um, to everybody. So students who maybe don't have money to get involved in societies or don't know about opportunities in student leadership. I'm incredibly passionate about making sure that all students can access all the stuff they want to access. I often have students in their second, third year saying, oh, I didn't even know that we had this society. And so communication is really lacking. And I want to make sure that um, the next year's officer team has a really clear vision to make sure that they're focusing on what students want and what students need. So I think there's historically been issues of um, really over-politicizing sort of the union rather than focusing on what the students need. And, And that's why... I'm so passionate about getting involved with this stuff because I think it's, if it's not about student experience, then what's the point?
0: And why do you think that you're the best candidate for the ball?
1: Um, So, it's such a tricky question because I hate talking about myself, (laughs) Um, but I have loads and loads of experience. So I'm currently your Students and Disabilities Officer. Um, I've been an academic rep for three years um, and I was the lead rep over COVID. I've took part. Well, I helped orchestrate um, one of the biggest um, reviews on campus, which was the Improve Your Learning Reports. This was an accessibility review that we did in 2020 um, to look at what support students were getting, what support they wanted, Um, and it was a really transformational piece of research that is still making change today in the university. And so, I have experience of being an officer in the union. uh, So, I'm a liberation officer, and of actually designing orchestrating planning and like um executing um a piece of work that has now made real change within the university as a whole. Um, so, you know, looking at stuff like ILSP reform. Um, sorry, so ILSPs are inclusive learning support plans. Um, it's a, piece, it's a document that you can have if you have any kind of learning access need. So if you had any uh, support at school, you probably qualify for an ILSP um, and you should get in touch with the disability service if you don't have one. So it's a thing that tells you that, for example, you might need extra time on deadlines or more time in exams or sort of lecture recordings and stuff like that. Um, and so I've already made change in my time as a student, and that is alongside doing a maths degree, which is really intense. And I feel like taking those skills forward, taking all of that time management skills, all of those lessons learned from doing the work already, means that I'll be really effective as a president. Um and I just think I'm nice, <laughs> um, and I hope you'll think so too. Um, I think it's hard to to come across on the radio, but if you ever see me, like stop and have a chat, because um, I like to think that I'm quite funny um, and that you know I'm easy to get along with. And I think that's a surprisingly important part of being the president is like being warm and you know likable because you're going to be working with. Uh, students unions across the country are going to be working with staff across the university. You'd be working with students. And I think it's important that you are someone who people relate to and can get along with so that you can build those professional relationships.
0: Uh, You've talked a bit about your main goals, but what are some of the specific policies you'd like to implement?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So um, you can read my manifesto um, if you go on the Students' Union website or um, if you find me on Instagram. I've got a link tree which has got a manifesto on it. And you can see that I've broken down each of my three points into three smaller points for each bit. So talking about getting you where you want to go easily and cheaply. This is stuff like bus reform, which is so sorely needed in Lancaster, parking on campus, safe transport at night. So working with, um, sorry, brain black, (laughs) working with local companies to make sure that um, students can get home safely without being worried, making sure that the sugar bus service continues, looking at how we can make that work even better for students. Reforming student services to actually serve students. I want to do an audit of the counselling and mental health service. Um, so this basically means like checking in to see what waiting times are, how long people are waiting, who is available to see. Have we got, for example, um, have we got counsellors who have experience in um, what it's like to live with a disability or what it's like to um, be an LGBTQ plus person on campus or what it's like to be a racial and ethnic minority? You know, have we got these people with it? expertise, um, and sort of checking and seeing the demand for that and the supply of that, essentially. It sounds really boring, but essentially the audit is a means to an end. So the audit is the specific action I would take because the service needs to improve. It's not working for students, waiting times are too long. We don't have specialist provision where we need it. And so... I think it's really important, Like that's one of the main things I'm really passionate about. It's something I've been working on as your disability officer this year, um, is looking at how can we help make sure that the um, counselling and wellbeing service have got the, the resources needed to support the growing student population. Um, so that was, that's was sub point one. Uh, ILSP provision for students waiting diagnosis. So I mentioned ILSPs earlier. If you don't have a diagnosis on paper, it can be incredibly difficult to get an ILSP, even if you need the support right now. And that is a huge problem. I really want to push the university to have um, a self-certification policy um, where you can uh, look at and say, look, here's the thing that I'm struggling with. Um, maybe I'm on a waiting list already. I think it's really important that the university recognises that NHS waiting times are extended Expensive and private diagnosis is expensive. And so the university can't constantly say that it's waiting for diagnosis when that isn't reasonable. You can be waiting your whole degree for a diagnosis of something like autism or ADHD, and that's not okay. And finally, making Ask work for students. So if you don't know, Ask is the advice, support and knowledge base. It's kind of this new centralised system where the university says everything is in this system. They've taken power away from departments, they've taken power away from services to direct it all to the central help desk, which is impossible to navigate. It's really difficult to find information online now because it's all been moved and removed and links don't work. I think... It's something that um, the Central University thinks is a really good idea, but students are actually feeding back to me that they don't think it's a good idea. And if the service is for students, then what we say should matter. And I think it's important that the university realizes that. And finally, making campus an affordable place to belong. Continuing the current cost of living support. So the current officer team have done an excellent job in um, putting forward proposals on how we can help support students in the cost of living. So stuff like supper club, breakfast club, um, free meals in colleges, where's the food, college pantries, really excellent support. And I wanna make sure that the university continues to um, sustain that, that it's something that they have funding put in place for years to come because students not being able to afford food is not new this year it's worse the cost of living has hit students disproportionately it's really difficult to be a student right now but once it stops being in the news that doesn't mean that students don't also need safe and warm spaces they don't still need food like that's that's ridiculous like we can't rely on media pressure to make sure that the university is looking after us we need to make sure that it's in their own policies A society access fund, Um, this is something that was actually suggested by a candidate in a previous election, Um, and I think it's a really excellent idea that it's a shame it hasn't been sort of brought forward, and it's this idea that there should be a small fund um, for um, students who don't have the sort of financial ability to get involved in um society some societies are really expensive um and you know so for example i know that like dance and cheer have relatively high membership fees it appears from a distance and there's a there's a reason for that there, there's a lot of like uniform and competition and all of that like it's it's a, they need the money but it shouldn't be a barrier for individual students and that's why i want to introduce um this idea of a fund to help students um Who don't have the finances to still be involved in the stuff they're really passionate about and finally making it easier to exit to access existing services and groups so this is actually a lot about communications and stuff like that so how do you find out what societies exist looking at stuff like how does freshers work how does refreshers work looking at the website you know how do we get this information out so that people know oh for example there is a dance society or a cheer society or oh there's a boat society you know like it's it's important that people have the access to the information because otherwise you can spend years at this university and not realize that there's this like a scuba diving society you don't see them on campus because we're not underwater you know like it it's important that we're able to point to these resources and sort of highlight the excellent work that our student leaders do in running societies rather than just sort of leaving it up to them to make an Instagram that maybe doesn't reach the people that they need to reach.
0: Uh, Let's talk a bit about your transport plans. Mm -hmm. Um, Buses to and from campus at the moment are very, very expensive if Mm -hmm. bus tickets are to be believed and the first majority of students on campus are under 19, Mm -hmm. because that will give you a day ride for £3.10 rather than, what, £5. Uh, How would you propose making the cost of, of public transport in Lancaster more affordable for students?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this is something that the current officer team is working on, um, and I've I've double checked, and I'm allowed to sort of talk about this here, because um, they're they're working really closely with Stagecoach. So they have um, bi uh, not biweekly fortnightly meetings um, with Stagecoach to discuss the really poor service that we're being given. Like the the service is shocking. Um, you know, I know students who are waiting like up to an hour. To get on a bus because they're so they're full, just going past them, and the problem that we have is that even though the Students' union is sitting in talks with Stagecoach like constantly, um, Stagecoach isn't. <sighs> they have a monopoly on the area, if you didn't know this. Um that's why you can only get stagecoach buses. So I'm from Sheffield, um and in Sheffield we have like three bus companies that all run different services and a lot of the services overlap quite a lot. Which is great because they're actively competing for your business. Whereas in Lancaster there is one bus service and that's it. That's what there's one company, you know, and so they don't necessarily have incentive to make change because if they can put the prices up, students are still going to need to get to campus, and so they still just get those profits, and it's 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 gross. It's not okay, um, and so I would want as president, I would want to. Um, work with the rest of the union we have um, full-time staff we have and we will have other officers. i want to work to make sure that it's a focus of the union and of the university to push stagecoach to be more reasonable to stop putting prices up is there a reason that an under nineteens ticket is so much cheaper than a day rider why isn't there a student ticket? You know, like there's, there's no reason why they couldn't introduce a, a price for 19 to 25s or something like that. You know, um, there's so many options that they're just not interested in pursuing. And so I would want to continue those meetings. I think one of the really key things with that is handover. So normally what happens is you have um, officer handover at sort of the end of June, beginning of July. So all of the current officer team has sort of a a period where they're training up the new officer of a week technically and then the new officer team takes about six months to actually know what they're doing because it's a big role it's a big shift and if you don't already exist within central lusu then it can feel it can take a while to sort of get adjusted So one of the things that I think makes me a really good choice of president is that I already live in central (laughs) LUSU. Like I spend far too much time there. I'm currently in the officer team. I'm on union assembly. I'm in those decision making rooms and I know the procedures. I I have a really close working relationship with India, with the other officers. And so handover will be much easier for me because I already know what's going on. I know LUSU. And so with that handover being um, really easy and smooth, I can continue that pressure on Stagecoach rather than giving them six months break while um, the new officer team gets its feet. I think it's really important that we have someone who is on it now and who knows um, sort of the negotiations that are going on, who knows the excuses that Stagecoach are making, which believe me are, are just ridiculous and is able to continually pressure them during handover and throughout the term, rather than getting to, um, you know, Easter and going, oh, damn it, we've, we dropped the ball on that. I think it's so important that um, whoever is the Inkwig president knows about this and is really on it.
0: What do you think is the greatest obstacle to student well-being at Lancaster at the moment, and how would you propose tackling that?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. Um, so, um, student wellbeing, I think, is a national um, crisis, I would say. Um, I think I I often speak with um, medical professionals, partly as someone who goes to the doctor a lot, uh, and partly as someone who knows a lot of sort of doctors outside of, um, you know, the university and stuff. And they're always shocked by how many students have mental health difficulties. um, And, part of me thinks like yeah of course (laughs) like it's not okay but also have you seen like the pressure that students are under have you seen the just how crushing it can be to exist <laughs> you know um students are under so such a difficult time because you're an adult but you're still not really being treated like an adult and you've got deadlines but you don't have enough time to do the deadlines or you have to work three jobs so that you can afford to live while also trying to study full-time and it's it's not a surprise that students are struggling at all and where i think the university is failing is in supporting students effectively it's not a surprise that students are struggling and so why is the university constantly surprised you know why haven't they been increasing the number of mental health staff in proportion to the number of students coming in why haven't they been introducing this support and um, post-covid so before covid they used to do um, all sorts of stuff on campus to, to do with well-being and since covid that hasn't started again these uh, you know drop-in appointments are incredibly difficult to come by at the minute. It's it's such a shame because covid showed us a whole new way of working it showed us that we can work online that we can um you know we can have remote staff um working really effectively with students and then after covid the university seems to have not learned those lessons especially in welfare and so i think it's really important um oh sorry i've got <laughs> i haven't even really started answering the question um i just i'm so i'm so passionate about this because um, so much of my policies come down to you as a student should be able to enjoy your time at university. You should be able to enjoy it. You should be getting an excellent education and you should be able to do it while enjoying your your life. Um, and part of enjoying life is having that wellbeing support. And so I think the biggest barrier to student wellbeing on campus is actually support services. I think it's um, the lack of um, student sort of yeah, I, I keep saying the word support. I, I can't think of a better word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's, you know, there we bleh. in Lancaster, we have loads and loads of places you can go to support. And I want to actually um, sort of tell you about those really quickly. I want to use this space to say, if you're struggling, please reach out. It's really important that you know that there is services available. Um, I don't want you to listen to this and think, oh, Keris says that there's no support. There is support. It's not enough and there should be more, but if you're struggling, it's really important that you reach out, please don't feel discouraged. You can talk to your college advisory team. You can talk to the counselling and wellbeing team. You can talk to the transitions team. Um, You can talk to security if you feel like you or another person is at risk. Um, And you can talk to sort of 111 999 if you need sort of emergency help. Those are the big sort of ones that you can get in touch with now if you're struggling. And I do wanna say, I've talked a lot about like, it's not enough. Um, waiting time's too long and that is true but please don't let that stop you from asking for help because it's really important that you you know that you can that being said (laughs) um it is a problem that student that i should have to say that it should be really clear to all students what support they can access rather than having to rely on students knowing Mm -hmm. Uh, you know i built up the knowledge of who you can talk to over the last three years and it's like it is so difficult to find that information. The university needs to be better at advertising the support it has. It needs to be better at advertising um, who you can talk to about what things. And it needs to be better at funding those groups so that they can actually support students with appropriate numbers of staff.
0: Are you satisfied with how the Students' Union is tackling the cost of living crisis? And what would you do to help students who are facing financial difficulty?
1: Yeah, Um. so the Students' Union um, has put in um, a set of proposals um, so as sort of an officer I've been uh, seeing a lot of the behind the scenes of this um, I've seen all of the officers writing their cost of living proposals um, and sort of consulting with um, what is possible uh, within the union and, and sort of within the university and so I think it's important to consider that there's sort of two aspects of this there's one which is like what has the union actually achieved and there's one which is what is the union able to achieve And so I think personally that the union has achieved basically everything it could possibly have achieved. So the proposals they've put forward, the work they've done is excellent. And if we only consider, you know, within all of their capacity, if we take the union's capacity, its budget, its staff, I think that what they've achieved is phenomenal. I also think that they could achieve more if they didn't have limiting factors. So if they had more funding they could do more work and so from that regard i'm incredibly um i can not what the word you used was but i think they've done an excellent job i think they couldn't have done better with the resources they have but i want to push for there to be better resources so that they can do more um they being the union sorry um and so again some of that support that they've sort of agreed is they've um increased the low fund massively this is another pitch for a uni support service so the low fund is the lancaster opportunity and access fund it is uh, funding that's available if you're struggling financially and it is literally life-saving for students if you're struggling financially if you're working three jobs on top of your degree please 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 look into the low fund because that exists to help students and it's been increased massively to help respond to the cost of living crisis there's also uh, free food on campus you can get breakfast on tuesday and thursdays no you can't yeah you can yes tuesday and thursdays sorry i'm getting mixed up there's the (laughs) active lancaster running at capture 5k monday wednesday friday the free breakfast are tuesday thursday supper club is on a thursday um so supper club is free hot food in the evening um it's always really good food um so there is um support available the union has done lots to put this in and as you can imagine um it's not cheap and it can be difficult to get the university to agree to things that aren't cheap and so um the work they've done is phenomenal where i think there could be more um to do is things like increasing the frequency of that support so uh, we currently have free hot food once a week i would love to see that happening more um, I would love to see there be a constant sort of offer of um, breakfast food. So currently it's uh, two, it's like 8 till 10 on two days. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> I just feel like my nose is whistling. Yeah. Um, 8 till 10 uh, on Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, I would love to see that available um, every day of the week and for longer because I, I don't know about you, but I'm never up <laughs> in time. <laughs> Even if I've got a 9am, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to get out of bed 10 minutes earlier to get some food. Um, and so... It's something that I'm really passionate about, sort of making sure, first of all, that it's sustainable. So the university has agreed to this on a short term basis while the cost of living crisis is ongoing. And actually, I think that a lot of this support should be continuing long term. And I want to look at increasing the frequency. So making sure that that food is available more often um, and that there are more portions. So often we run out of food at these events because students need this support um, and the university isn't providing enough food. Um, And I'd love to see sort of other initiatives going forward. So we currently have, um, for example, like contraceptives and sanitary products in the Students' Union. I would love to see those in um, colleges, in bathrooms across campus. There's no reason why, um, you know, you shouldn't be able to get sanitary products literally everywhere. You know, Um, it's not a privilege to bleed. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it shouldn't be um, expensive like it is. Uh, and I think that the logistics of that isn't that difficult, you know, stuff like we have staff who are, um, you know, we have our wonderful, wonderful cleaners who work so hard to keep our university clean and safe and um, sort of healthy in a sense, you know, who are constantly in these spaces. You know, we have existing resources to use. The University just doesn't want to spend the money to buy sanitary products. Um, and contraceptives. And so I think um, it's sort of stuff like that. Um, oh, I've just remembered, sorry, I'm, I'm I'm trying to remember my interview technique from when I did a lot of job interviews where you're meant to sort of come back to what the question was. And I remember that your question was, <laughs> am I satisfied with the current union? Um, and I've gone off on what I'd <laughs> like to do, which I think was actually part two of your yeah. question. Um, but I, am, I really want to bring it back to what I said before about you can boil down my entire manifesto into... Students should be able to enjoy their experience at university. Students should be able to have fun and live and not worry about when they're going to eat or when they're going to sleep. Like you shouldn't have to work, you know, multiple like part time jobs in order to exist. And so the cost of living is um, I don't want to say a buzzword because that's not really what it is, but it's a big thing in the news at the minute. It's massive because everyone is experiencing it and it's really hitting, it's really hitting hard and it's hitting disadvantaged groups even harder, disabled students, minority students. It's it's hard to exist. And if it was already hard to exist, it's harder. And so I really think that it's important that we continue this support beyond um, when it goes out of the media. You know, at some point the news will stop talking about it and students will still be struggling it was a problem before cost of living was a well-known thing we knew that students were struggling and there's no reason to go back to that and be like oh well the economy is kind of fine now students probably are still starving but that's fine that's not what that's not what i want to happen
0: and can i ask you quickly uh mm-hmm. do you support the ongoing ucu strikes
1: yes i do um so i think it can feel sometimes like it's an us versus them with students and staff, but it's important to remember that there are actually students who are striking. So um, our postgraduate students who may be GTAs, uh, so graduate teaching assistants, they probably teach your workshops or seminars. We've got assistant lecturers. We, so it's not us versus them, um, because there is both in that space. We have postgraduate students who both are teaching and are learning. And also, even if that wasn't true, I think it's important to recognise that the struggle um, that lecturers are striking because of is something that we should care about as students as well. Stuff like them not being paid enough—you know, cost of living is hitting um, lecturers really hard, um, and especially student lecturers. So GTAs, um, you know, the crushing weight of um, poor working conditions and poor pay is is massive. I'm part of the union assembly, which is like the students' union's um, biggest sort of decision-making body. Um, at the minute, it sort of it holds the officers to account and it um, helps bring about policy. Uh, excuse me, within the union. And we released a statement on strikes. So you can find it on the website, um, which says that um, the union like supports its striking members. It supports. Um, sort of, uh, it says that it calls the university to sit and actually discuss what they can do with the local branch of the UCU. I think it's important that the university doesn't think that this isn't their problem. Yes, it's a national issue, but it's also a local issue. Lancaster University should be meeting with striking members to see what they can do to help and to end the strikes, because strikes affecting students, like, it's not not good. I'm not here to say, like, oh, I, I love when my learning is impacted. No, I think it's important that lecturers are able to strike, but I think it's also important that students know that it isn't it isn't okay for this to be impacting your learning and the fault lies with the government and the fault lies with uh, the university. And so if, you know, if lecturers are paid fairly then and had better working conditions, then they wouldn't strike. It's not that they want to disrupt your learning, They wouldn't be in this profession if they didn't want to teach you. And so I think important to to recognise the difference there, that it isn't your lecturer that's to blame. It's actually uh, higher powers that are to blame. And also to encourage you that part of the Union Assembly response to strikes is to say that students should continue to access teaching spaces. They should continue to access the support that's available from student groups. So we don't want students to feel like... um, It strikes so. um, So, for example, if your lecture theatre is the only warm place that you have access to, then please still come to campus. You know, please don't feel you have to stay at home. You know, we still have food ongoing, we've got study groups being organised, and we want to make sure that you have access to campus because those safe and warm spaces are so important. And the food that's available on campus is still available because yes we should support the strikes but we also need to focus on supporting students through that through disruption to routine which can be massive and through disruption to um yeah those regular known spaces where you say okay i know that i'm going to be on campus for three hours today i'm going to be somewhere warm i'm going to be somewhere um where i don't have to worry about putting the heating on um and yeah so if you're a student and you're struggling and you're struggling with a lack of routine please do continue to access those spaces you are still allowed to be on campus Um, and no one you shouldn't ever be made to feel like that's not okay because your well-being is more important than a political line that like unequivocally i support the strikes but more than anything i support students living (laughs) and feeling okay and being in somewhere safe being somewhere warm having food
0: is there anything else that you'd like to say to everybody listening and where can people find out more about your campaign?
1: Um, I mean, first of all, thank you so much for listening. Um, I mean, uh, thank you so much to you. Uh, it's been lovely to chat with you. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> um, and yeah, um, you can find out more about me um, on, online. So I have a link tree. Um, it's Linktree really good president or really good prayers I think um and you can find me on Instagram uh, KeriS.Evans.16. um you can find my posters around campus also just like stop me um this is a little bit harder on the radio because I can't really gesture to what I look like <laughs> um but um if you sort of see my face on posters and stuff um and then you see me around campus you're very welcome to stop me i'd love to have a chat i would really love to hear any and all feedback on um like my campaign my policies or just sort of like to hear from you and to hear you say hi it's so lovely to talk with students it's part of why I love working with students union I really like hearing what you have to say um and generally I'm a bit chatty so if if you couldn't tell from this (laughs) whole interview (laughs) um yeah so that's where you can find me online um I think if it's all right I'll just wrap up with sort of what I started with really so you can remember why I'm here um, so I'm Keris, I'm running to be your next Students' Union president. Um, I'm a final year math student, and um, if elected, I'm going to focus on three main points. I've talked loads about these, um, but to summarise, it's getting you where you want to go easily and cheaply, reforming student services to actually serve students, and making campus an effective place to belong. I know that I'd make a really good president because I already know how Lucy works, and I have loads of experience. And I really hope that you'll vote Keris number one for Chris.
0: Thank you. That was Kevin Sevens, who's running for president.